Welcome everyone to the Neighborhood GM. Today, we're going to talk a little post-draft for the Eagles and the Cowboys. Alright Lloyd, go ahead and lead us into the Eagles. What did you think about their draft? Well, as it comes to their first draft pick, uh, we already talked a little about Andrew Dillard, or Andre Dillard, excuse me, um, in our NFC East uh, Day 1 po- or podcast, so I'm not going to go too much into detail. Instead, I'm going to start off with Sanders. Uh, running back out of Penn State. Uh, a lot of people ranked him as the best running back in the draft. For me, I did watch him a little bit while in college. Honestly, I liked him. He reminded me a lot of McCoy. That's a lot of what uh, some of the other pundits out there are kind of equating him towards. Uh, what do you think of him, George? Uh, you know, at first glance when we took him, I was not a very happy camper. I think that we could have used that second pick for something that we needed immediately. Maybe some O-line depth or um, like a corner or safety. But looking at it now, I'm kind of happy with it because it was more of like a future you know, deal with us. We don't know what's going to happen with Jordan Howard. And uh, from everything that I've seen from Sanders, that one cut is deadly. I mean, he makes people miss. And then he kind of it not he doesn't even run over people. It's like they try to arm tackle him. They just miss. He's shifty. He's very shifty, just like another person that we used to have back in the day. I was pretty happy with this. I know when we were talking off air, <laughs> you definitely were not too happy about this pick. Uh, again, I think the majority of our picks are futures picks. It's nothing that is a right here, right now need. We addressed a lot of that in free agency. Uh, both pre and post draft. So I am really pretty good to go into this one, even when it comes to Whiteside. I mean, the wide receiver out of Stanford, he has great hands. He is pretty tall. I mean, now that you think about it, he's more than likely going to be the heir apparent for when Jeffries is finished. But even with that, even if he uh, comes in as a goal line guy, I mean, George, you're talking about. Ertz, 6'5", Alshon, 6'2", 6'3", Goddard's going to be, what, 6'3", also, and then this dude's same height. You look at the majority of CBs in the league, they're averaging, what, 5'10", 5'11", on a good day, on their best leg. I mean, you're talking just toss the ball up and let's see what happens. It was just not a need that we needed. So, again, I wasn't too thrilled. But now, having, you know, a few days to think about it, I like it. Because he is one of those people, you know, you hear all the time where people call either uh, these draft picks prospects or projects. This guy is a prospect. He will be good. Is one of those is he's one of those guys. So for me, like you said, when Alshon is gone, he's going to be ready to just step right in. But I I honestly think that he's going to be one of those uh, key rotators this season. I mean, agreed, but you also have to look at, too, I mean, his production in college was pretty good. I mean, he had 14 touchdowns last year. Dude, the red zone is insane. I mean, we're talking red zone, but let's talk third down, third and short, third and long. Tossed it up. Yak, uh, uh, yak I yardage. I don't know about that. I'd rather, I'd rather do Ertz or Jeffrey. He's more. Sh- they're both have shown that they're more sure-handed. Agreed. But at the same time, when it comes to Whitehead, I mean, you look at all the reports. I remember watching a little bit with Stanford. He's got he's got pretty sure hands as well. I mean, even looking at some of the reports coming out of uh, OTAs right now, his hands look good. 
He'll get his I mean, time. He's a, he's a red zone threat, you know? So for us, who do we have as a red zone threat? We had Ertz, Goddard, and Jeffrey. He's going to be that goal line guy. What I'm interested to see is how he blocks. I need him to go and uh, train with Goddard and learn how to block the way that he does. Agreed. No, that's a good point. That's definitely a good point. Uh, but segueing over to our next pick, which was Sharif Miller. How'd you feel about this DE out of Penn State? We obviously like Penn State quite a bit. Not surprising that it is Pennsylvania. Just saying. He was the pick that they were inevitably waiting for Chris Long to retire. So he is purely just a backup and a prospect because I've watched some film on him and he looks pretty explosive. That first step is pretty good, and then that swim move is pretty good, too. He's going to be a prospect that we won't see too much production out of him this year, but I'm going to say in three years, he might become pretty good. There is a weakness, though. There is a weakness that he has. He showed in his combine. His bench bench reps weren't very good. 16. He's got to get stronger. He's definitely got to put the work in, in the gym, get bigger, get bulkier. He's also 6'4", 254. I mean, if you're going to play D-line, you got to put on a little bit more weight. He's got the speed. Don't get me wrong. There's not an issue there. It's just the fact that he needs to bulk up. If he gets 8 to 10 snaps a game, maybe. That'll show. If if we start seeing that on an average this upcoming year, then we're going to see if this guy is going to be either a prospect or if he's going to be a bust. We'll know pretty quickly. Because we are very, very deep. When it comes to our front seven. Yeah, for sure. Now, the next pick is a little interesting for me. uh, Because it's going to be a question of what do we do with Sudfeld? Who is actually going to be a free agent at the end of this year. Uh, If we do re-sign him, that's going to be three mil dead cap space against us. Uh, But Clayton Thorson, quarterback out of Northwestern. Didn't really get to see too much of him play. But at the same time, it's going to be a battle at this point. We did pick up Cody Kessler. We did drop Jose Perez from the AAF. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see how this all pans out for the number two slash three spot. You know what's interesting about that pick is that Clayton Thorson, he actually had better numbers numbers than Daniel Jones, which is insane. (laughs) I think a lot of quarterbacks had better numbers than Daniel Jones. I find it funny that we got him in the fifth round and he's actually pretty good. You watch some of his deep balls, they're on point. Yeah. You know, can you imagine the, even even in preseason seeing him in Whiteside throwing balls up? That'd be sick. We could go by the old Andy Reid trick, groom those quarterbacks, then do a trade. It's not like we're not known for doing that as well. I mean, he's going into a very, very quarterback-friendly system, for that matter. You know, we've seen that with Carson. And we've seen that with Foles. You know, we've seen it with Sudfeld, even the, the very short amount of time that he I think he only threw one pass and it was for a touchdown, you know, yeah. so it's <laughs> so it's kind of like one of those things where our, our system is just catered to to the simplicity of quarterbacks, you know. Well, I remember watching I remember watching that game when he threw that pass and tried to run over to the fan and get the ball and the fan would not give him the ball until he made a trade. He had to go he had to go back get a fresh ball and give that to him. So that way he kept the game ball. Yeah, that was that was funny. pretty funny. <laughs> Segwaying into our last pick, or I should say trade of draft day, is defensive tackle from the Colts, Hassan Ridgeway. I was a little surprised by this, considering we had already picked up a defensive player earlier and all the moves that we had made up to that point defensive line-wise. 
but this guy already has three years in the Col- uh, playing with the Colts, so he does does have some time in the league already. He's basically going to be on his last part of his rookie contract. It's kind of a win-win if you think about it. It's the end of the draft. He's not really proven, quote-unquote, just yet, but this is a chance for him to prove himself. It's basically a money year for him. It's either you do it, you go out, you make your money. Well, it's kind of a it's kind of a catch twenty two because one for him, you know, he's coming he's coming behind a very stacked defensive line. So, well, what kind of value are you going to add? You're going to be depth, but I mean, are we really expecting anybody to get hurt? Look at last year, we were the second most injured team in the league. So you know what? I like the move just because of that. It's basically it's a value move. Yeah, I'm not saying it's bad or at all. I'm saying that you know I just don't. I don't see the value in it, but if it works out, cool. If it works out for, for both parties. I get it. I mean, like I said, it's for me, it's a value pick. But we'll see. Does this hope, knock on wood, that we don't have the same injuries we did last year? Because, man, that hurt. What would you think about uh, picking up Countess in the in the waiver wire? Uh, Countess, to me, was a little bit of a surprise, to be honest with you. Uh, I was more way up on Sendejo, to be honest with you. I think Countess is going to be more of a backup player. Uh, just in case injuries happen. But if you look at it now, you got Jenkins, you got Countess, you have Sendejo. That's a pretty crowded back end, along with the very crowded CB that we have right now. Our cornerbacks, there's quite a few. We don't have a top tier, quote unquote, dude. But at the same time, we have a lot of middle of the road guys. I think he's going to be purely special teams. I think he came over to just be Amerigos, honestly. Not only him, but Sendejo. And I think we're going to have one of the better special teams in the league. Agreed. I think that also, at least for me, I think this is where you and I are going to kind of differ a little bit. In the sense that I think Fort, at least from what I read, is more of a special teams guy. Yeah, I I completely disagree with you on that. Uh, We don't have a quote-unquote starting middle linebacker right now. I fully expect him to take the reins. I mean, to me, he looks like a younger, faster, more durable Jordan Hicks. I expect him to start day one. You, you brought that up. So what about Zach Brown? Zach Brown is older. He's good, but he's going to be a situational type player. Let's just say it's going to be a pass play and they feel it's going to be a pass play. I fully expect LJ Ford to be on the field. If they know that it's going to be a run play, like let's, play, let's just say we're playing the Cowboys. Zach Brown is going to be playing. It's all Zeke. I see your point there. I also think, I don't know, we'll see. I think we're just going to disagree on this one. Uh, <laughs> personally, I mean, I've seen Fort play a little bit while I was at Pitt. Um, that's why I really think he's going to be more on the special teams. But you know what? You never know. We have spring ball coming up in a few weeks or about a month or so. So we'll see how everything kind of pans out when it comes to that. But Zach Brown definitely does bolster up that middle that we've been hurting on. That is our one and I think our true weakness right now. Uh, so we definitely need to get some type of help. Yeah, I can't rave enough about getting Zach Brown. I mean, he's been one of the better linebackers in the last four years, three or four years. And I can't believe we got him for a steal. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. I honestly don't understand what the Redskins were thinking in letting him go. They don't really have a replacement for him unless they're just trying to save money. But even then, I, f- I feel as as though the Redskins are in win-now mode and they just let him go for nothing. And hey, to the riches go the, sp- or to the spoils go the riches or something like that, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even Touché. know how that goes, but the rich just get richer. 
and we're going to be one of those defensive teams that's going to shock a lot of people. Agreed. I completely agree. I think easily we're going to have top five, if not top three defense, total defense. Now, the last one that we signed was more of a re-sign, which is uh, was Newski coming back. I think I had mentioned this prior. Um, I think this was a move that we were going to do. Nobody else picked him up. It was a chance for him to go out on free agency. Let's see what happens. If he gets picked up, he gets picked up. But you know what? He didn't. Cool. Bring him back. It's going to be more of a player. It's going to be a, uh, uh, a team-friendly deal. So you know what? That's a win. I like having the guy back who has a lot of experience. It just bolsters up our our, um, our backups, if anything. From reports that I remember seeing, he was uh, trying out for the Colts and the Titans. And he, for some reason, just didn't take a contract with them. From what I read, they were multiple years, too. I think he just liked Philly, honestly, and just said, you know what? I'm used to this. He's on his back end of his career anyway. Just might as well end it here. You know, even if it is for one year every year. Hey, but you know what? This is another one of those. Play it. Let's see how you do. Play and make your money. Because you know I what? Mean, he didn't play bad. You no, know, he didn't. By he any by any sense of the imagination, I mean, he played pretty damn good. True. I mean, if you think about it too, we do have quite a few guys. I mean, let's let's look at this this way. We have Dillard now, our rookie number one pick. We have Wisniewski now. Uh, Vitae is going to be there as well. Then you also are going to have. I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Uh, but the rugby player, Malatai. 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 I knew I was going to butcher his name. But he is a project. That guy yeah. is for sure a project. We weren't really too sure what we were going to do with him. Big as that guy is. I mean, whew, he's a big boy. But give him time. Give him a couple of years. I think that's the main reason why we went out and did get Dillard that fast. That type of player. Malatai came out and showed he needs time to adjust. I mean, going from rugby to pro football, that's a hell of an adjustment. Completely different spectrums you're talking about. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right, let's segue over to America's favorite. Quote, unquote. Laugh out loud. The Cowboys. (laughs) So what do you think they did uh, with their draft? I know, obviously, they won day one. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I think we'll disagree on that one. Now, why would I say that for those who don't who don't know? They gave up their first round pick for Cooper. It did pay dividends last year, but we'll see how that's going to go. Uh, when it does come into the draft as a whole, I'm looking at this as more of a let's do this right here, right now, rather than a futures deal like we like the Eagles had done. This is going to be more of let's win now. So, speaking of America's team. Uh, for me, looking at them, their current draft was geared more towards the win now. All of the picks, for the most part, are going to start or they're going to have a lot of playing time. Whereas with us, we're looking more towards the future and developing those players. Cowboys didn't do anything in free agency. Nothing. Not quite sure why. Maybe they think that their team is good as of now. But uh, you look at some of the current injuries and who has left. Irving's gone. He wanted to go smoke some weed outside. Uh, when it comes to Char- Chaco Tar- Charlton, he's out. Just has some surgery done. Lawrence signed a massive contract. He's out right now as well. Then you have Crawford. So you pretty much have four major problems, I would say, when it comes to their line. Now, segueing into the actual draft, Tristan Hill, 
defensive tackle. He's going to get some time. What do you think, George? So it was like you said, they're in win now mode and everyone that they drafted is basically in a role. So Tristan Hill, he is a little underweight for my taste. He needs to put on some pounds in order to stop the run. But he's a, he's a pass rusher that they desperately need right now. Taco Charlton, there's no guarantee that he's going to be back for the beginning of the season. Uh, we don't know how, how Demarcus Lawrence is progressing in his rehab. Uh, Robert Quinn is a little bit older, but he's still pretty good. David Irving is obviously gone. He smokes pot. <laughs> he, made that, he made that super clear. You should have been smart like Chris Long and not get caught. <laughs> hey, we can go into that a little bit later. But uh, <laughs> Crawford also has a, a nagging injury that he's dealing with. That was a pretty good pick. You know, he's they're going to get instant starter there, and uh, hopefully he does well. You can hope, but I won't hope. But that's just me. <laughs> now, going into the third round, or the third round, their uh, next pick, Connor McGovern, guard at Penn State. I think it's a solid move. Everybody has said that Cowboys have had the best line in the league for years. I look at it a little different when it comes to, you know what? They're starting to get a little bit older. They have had their injuries. Now you're going to bring in a fresh guard coming in. Definitely going to help them. McGovern is definitely one of those guys that they drafted to be the fallback for Fredericks. Just in case he can't start. You know, because remember, he's coming back from having that illness, that rare illness. Yeah, he has an autoimmune uh, disease. Yeah, which sucks. But, you know, hey, they have to have an insurance policy. And he's a center and a slash guard. So that's desperately needed depth. You also have Leo Collins, who is on his final year of his his deal. We don't know what's going to happen there. Again, like we said with the Eagles, it's going to be time to make your money. Yeah, for sure. This is the hope around the Cowboys, you know, is that that offensive line can get back to where they were three years ago, two years ago. And drafting a guy like that, maybe they can get back there. We'll see. We'll definitely see. Now the draft got a little interesting for the Cowboys, at least in my perspective. They didn't re-sign Rod Smith, so they went out and got not one, but two running backs. Now this was all over ESPN, NFL Network, Bleacher Report, everybody was talking about it. Why? What's going on with Zeke? Are they going to get rid of Zeke? Is something wrong with him? Contracts, this and that. But if you really look at it, it's not a bad pickup. Getting Tony Pollard running back out of Memphis, that's not a bad pick. I know that you and I have talked about it and I said that, you know, Pollard is going to be that that option back, the one that can catch. But to me, he's going to be more of a punt return or a kick return guy. And now looking at their roster, they actually don't have that many running backs at the moment. So Pollard is immediately thrusted into that second running back position, which is a nice change of pace from Zeke Elliott, where he's just a bruiser. He's like, I'm going to run down your throat. You can't tackle me anyway. You know, so it's solid pickup, man. I don't know who's drafting over there in in the Cowboys camp, but they're doing pretty good. And the only thing I could say about Pollard is the fact that when he was at Memphis, he never rushed for over a thousand and he never was that guy. He was never the main dude that you're going to hand the ball off to. So, well, the thing is that he's not going to be that guy right now. So he's just basically taking over his old spot. You right. Know? No, that, exactly. That's exactly what I was trying to segue into is it's, he's used to this. And if anything, if you're going to put both backs out there, I mean, like you said, he's that good option back. He can be a guy who's going to run the option in case they want, in case Dak wants to do his dink and Dak type of deal. 
You can just toss it off to him, call it a day. It works. Their next pickup, Michael Jackson, ironic name, I feel, cornerback out of Miami. And we've mentioned this earlier. Damn, did they need help with cornerbacks because uh, they can get hurt pretty bad when it comes to their quarterback or cornerback play. Excuse me. Uh, it was definitely a need. You know, I just don't know what a fifth round pick is going to bring to the table, but they needed secondary help badly. And at least they tried to address it. How much playing time is he going to get? And if he's even going to be able to get a starting spot? I think this one's a little bit of a stretch. I mean, when you look at when he played in college, he was a two-year starter. So not a lot of time out there with the ones. But you also, on the flip side, <clears throat> you have Byron Jones, Anthony Brown, Awuzi, and Jordan Lewis all coming into contract years. It's either going to be 2019 this year or it's going to be 2020. So you know what? He's kind of coming in to where, you know what? You played well, you're going to get a starting spot. And then we're going to get rid of one of these guys. The question is going to be, is Chris Richard going to be able to have that same success that he did in Seattle with these group of guys? Because the last big corner that he had was Richard Sherman. and We all saw what he did. I know that we talked about this in our day one draft. I was really hoping that they would have drafted up in the second round to pick up a cornerback there, maybe like, I don't know, a Byron Murphy that was still there, DeAndre Baker, or, you know, uh, even Julian uh, Julian uh, Love out of Notre Dame. That would have been a lot better than who they got. For me, it fills a need, but I'm just not sure how much he's going to impact the team. Agreed. I mean, you can kind of say the same thing about Joe Jackson, defensive end out of Miami, their next pick um, in the fifth round. Same type of thing like we mentioned earlier. If Randy Gray doesn't return from a suspension, who knows? Could find his way back into a uh, uh, some playtime. But at the same time, Jackson, I mean, he was pretty productive at Miami, at Miami, 24 sacks, almost 35 tackles for a loss last the past couple of seasons. It's not great numbers, but it's good numbers. It shows there is potential there. So I would label this one more a prospect, more than a start now type of player. Yeah, this is going to be more of a project for me. Uh, okay. he's, I don't know whether he's going to even make the squad, to be honest with you. They still have a whole bunch of other DNs that, that are prospects that they're waiting in the, you know, in the background to start, but another solid move just to get some depth to see what he has. And then in the fifth round, that's not bad. I saw some people projecting him in the fourth. People are drafting well. It's just, are they really going to be productive? Yeah. We will wait and see. Going on to their next pick. Safety out of Texas A&M, Donovan Wilson. This is another one of those futures deals or a future deal that could potentially be a right here, right now, considering you have Jeff Heath, Joe Jaioka, who just came in, Darian Thompson, and Kayvon Fraser, who are all set to be free agents. Every single one of them. So they're going to need somebody that's going to either come in right here. He did show a lot, a decent amount of production last year. Yeah, two interceptions, five pass deflections, two sacks, four and a half tackles for a loss. Problem is, he did miss the 2017 with a foot injury. So, with that being said, there is a little bit of a history of injuries. We'll see how he goes when it comes to the OTAs and spring training to see if he actually is able to make that roster spot. But it's in his hands. 
he has a good opportunity here, especially since all the safeties are kind of weak for the for the Cowboys. George Iloka has gone downhill hard since leaving the Bengals. I have no idea what happened to him. He was he was good. He was a stud. Jeff Heath. I mean, that's Jeff Heath. Every Cowboy fan knows what <laughs> Jeff Heath is. Nothing special. Nothing great. I think Maragos would have been a better pickup, honestly, to play as safety. But, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, he has a really unique opportunity where he got picked in the sixth round and he can start. He might he might start. It's insane. There's potential there. Like I said, I mean, he's, he's shown spurts. The question is, how is everybody going to mold themselves? Personally, I think, honestly, this is in his hands. Wilson has a shot. Let's see if he can actually make it. Now, going on to the next one, which is the, the Cowboys' second running back. Mike Weber, running back out of Ohio State. This guy, to me, is a bruiser. Another guy that didn't have that many yards rushing. He never topped 1,000 yards. He only had about 954 yards and five scores last year. Meh production. Not that great. But he's also just a third down back. So if you kind of ask yourself, where is this guy going to play? This guy is either going to be third string, fourth string, slash special teams. I'm going to tell you one thing right now. If the last two people that we're going to talk about make the squad, it's going to be purely special teams. I don't see them ever getting playing time. Agreed. <clears throat> I agree with you there. I agree. I mean, the only thing I can say about their last pick with Jalen Jelks is the fact that he only had 15 sacks in his entire collegiate career. He's 6'6", with a 34.5-inch uh, arms. Very big dude to be on that defensive line. The question is, is he going to be able to make that team? He, For him, I don't see him being on special teams. Practice squad, maybe. You know, this guy, like you said, he's a big guy. So uh, we know that the Cowboys like big dudes. Like, okay, they're going to give him his chance during training camp and see what he can do. And if he even shows a spark of talent or even potential, they might keep him on the roster. But I absolutely agree with you. It's going to be a practice squad. They won't let him go just like that. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, when it came to free agency picks, nothing to really talk about. Because they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. Wish I could talk more about that one, but they have a lot of spots that they needed to fill. They're kind of leading into the hype of what everybody is saying is they have one of the best teams. They have a good team, but you know what? You have an injury here, injury there. Are you a great team? If they have like two or three guys go down, it's going to be a rough season for them. But if everyone stays healthy, oh man, they're going to be... <laughs> they'll be good. Yeah, we'll be f- they'll be pretty good. Like yeah. you said, as long as if, the, if they stay healthy... We'll be playing them week 15 for either uh, number one pit or number one, or first first seed and the division title. They can, they, they'll still make the playoffs. I think either way you look at it, just the way the NFC is right now as a whole, they'll still make the playoffs. Unless a dark, Unless a dark horse comes in and just blows everybody out of the water. Yeah, but, no, I, I agree. I agree 100%. If, if they stay healthy, they're going to be – they get hurt and they just drop down to like nine and seven. I still think – they can make the playoffs. I just don't think they'll be dangerous. Totally agree. Well, folks, that ends this episode of the Neighborhood GM. If you guys want to drop us a line, please hit us up. Uh, sh- uh, show us some love on Facebook. But if you guys do want to come on and join the convo, please let us know. We are welcoming anybody, any team, anywhere. Just let us know. Have a good one. <laughs>